Okay, we're on Sukkah, Sukkah Perak Bet Mishnah Dalet, fourth Mishnah in the second chapter of Sukkah. Says the Mishnah, "How says Sukkah to Ben Ha'ilanot va'ilanot defanot la Shera?" You make you build your sukkah between the trees. Obviously, the trees have to be the 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 nof, the the leaves have to be pointing away because you can't do it under trees, as we said. But in this case, ilanot defanot la, the trees are walls for the sukkah. That's fine. You can have anything as walls. And Bartunura says, I have a picture that I, that I uh, picked, took, took of the, uh, from the Me'arot book. So you can see that the, the, the fanot, are, are the trees here in this case, are, are the walls. And there's a din of lavud here. They have to be within three tfachim of each other, <coughs> to some degree, in order to create the wall down here. They, they drew it in a very clever way. Okay. Now, um, let's go back to our Mishnah, because the Bartunura says, this is, this is true as long as the, the, the trees are thick and strong. And they don't move. And a ruach metsuya means a normal wind. Okay? This is based on the Gemara. Because if this, like, let's say this stuff, this moves in a normal wind, so a, a tree that moves in ruach metsuya, that's not considered a wall. That's not sufficient. Moreover, the Gemara says, you have to fill in between the branches with straw and tevin and kash, straw and hay. Shalot is his again, so that the wind won't move them. This is a very interesting rule that applies to us. Any mechitza that cannot, cannot stand with a ruach mitsuya, with a normal wind, is not a mechitza. And this is the reason why many people in their sukkah, let me see if I can find you a picture. Okay, here's a picture of my sukkah from last year, looking in from the outside. It's three walls. You can see we have a cloth walls. We have cloth, uh, cloth, you know, walls. The problem is, is that according to some opinions, it all depends. The, the walls, they blow in the wind. They're not sturdy. So therefore, they could go in and out. They blow on the wind. So that's a ruach mitsuya. How much blow is, is, is allowed? So the postgame that I am familiar with, uh, say that it could be, it has to be three tfachim. So if this is the wall, is it three tzvachim from, from here to here, or three tzvachim in each direction? That's a machloket. So in order to, excuse me, in order to solve this problem, you can see that in pretty much all Sukkot now, in Israel at least, you have these, this string system. And the strings don't move in the wind, they're taut. So therefore, you, you, you solve the problem of lavud. You have, you have lavud, so essentially, halakhically, these are the walls. You can even walk around Israel. Sometimes you'll see sukkah with just these strings around them, which makes you feel really weird, kind of uncomfortable. But this is the problem of the, that we learn from our Mishnah, from the problem of la'amod beruach mitzuya in a mechitza, a mechitza that doesn't stand up to the, to a normal wind. You can't consider that a mechitza. So that's how we solve that problem, and it's based on this Mishnah, the ilanot fanotla. Mishnah continues. I'm going to talk about a totally different subject. We're basically done with the structure of the Mishnah, and we go to an entirely different discussion. The Mishnah says the following, If you're doing a mitzvah, and the Gemara is actually expands us to an incredibly broad list of people, you're exempt from sending in the sukkah. And what are these? Why? There's a rule, is a halachic principle. We normally say, if you're doing one mitzvah, you're not have to do another mitzvah. Not only when you're doing the mitzvah, if you're not exact engaged in the mitzvah, I'm going to visit my rab since I'm on the way. The Mark gives an example that 
I'm going to visit my Rav, and to go find a sukkah to sleep in on the way would take me more time to travel. I could sleep outside the sukkah. It's a huge, huge chidush, uh, and it's a huge, huge kula. Patur apeshat chaniyato. And then according to the Mishnah, you're exempt even beshat chaniyato when you're resting. That's the example the Gemara gives. To sleep at the sleep next to the river, or you have to go find a sukkah. You don't have to find a sukkah because I'm going to visit my Rav, which is a big chidush, actually. I don't know anybody that passes this way. Even though it's in Shulchan Aruch, I don't know anybody that says, oh, I don't have to sleep in a sukkah. Similarly, cholim umisham shehem peturim min hasukkah. Someone who is sick, umisham shehem, and his attendants, anyone who's attending the sick, they're also exempt from the sukkah. Why? Uh, says the Bartunura. Why am I allowed, Shari permitted, to, to levatel, to negate a mitzvah taseh of the Torah? I have a cold, I'm not feeling like I should go in the sukkah. If there's a bad smell, or like the, the flies and the gnats are bothering me, in that case, I'm exempt. We also said, people are traveling, or people who are guarding, you know, there are people whose job was to guard the orchards and to guard the, the, uh, the, you know, the gardens. They're exempt. Why? Basukot Teshvu. This is a pasuk that we are familiar with, we've seen. Let's go back to the pasuk. Basukot Teshvu Shivat Yamim. You should Teshvu, dwell in the sukkah. So from this, we have another, another halachic uh, idea. Teshvu. Okay, this is a really important principle. Teshvu. Okay. Ke'en Taduru. Ke'en Taduru. You, you, you dwell in the sukkah. Ke'en Taduru. The same way you I don't know if I can make that a little, I'll move that so I can see it. Here we go. I dwell in the sukkah the same way I live. So therefore, if, so let's go back to the Bartunura. Okay? If there's anything, in any case, for, for, for which reason I would leave my house, let's say, I can also leave my sukkah. That's basukot teshvu, teshvu ke'en taduru. Okay? You dwell as in the way you're living. And for this reason, a chole, you're not feeling well, you're not going to stay outside. It is outside in the end. You would go into a place where it's warmer, where there's no breeze, or where there's no hot sun, etc., etc. The Bartunura says, that only works, that only works, I'm not going to read the whole thing. If you built your sukkah in a place that's, that's amenable, unless you built it next to the garbage dump and it stinks. You say, ah, I'm He says, no, that doesn't work. And he says, in that case, you can't use the sukkah at all. If a sukkah is not worthy to eat, drink, and sleep in, then it's not a sukkah at all. Final part of the Mishnah, You're allowed to have achilat arai, not permanent, meaning not achilat keva, the opposite of arai. You have arai, that's temporary, or the other option is keva. Keva is permanent, achilat keva. So a, a, a normal meal is an achilat keva. But ochlim b'shotim arai, if I want to have a snack, or an interesting question, if I want to drink my cup of coffee, is that a chilat arai? That's shiat arai, halachik, that's arai, why? Okay, that's not considered a, a negation of the sukkah. But as we're going to see in the next Mishnah, of course, hamachmir tavola bracha, you want to be meticulous and uh, eat and drink everything in the sukkah and of course uh, sleep and sit around, that is tavola bracha, that's meritorious. Stop here and dedicate our main to my father, Simcha Ben Yitzchak Kalman. Have a good day.